Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Good morning, and thank you for choosing Portland Center for Spiritual Living. And to all of our podcast listeners, wherever you are in this global community, we welcome you and we thank you for choosing Portland Center for Spiritual Living. We are in the third third session of a four-part series of going back to the basics where we're exploring the very basic principles of science of mind. And so just as a brief little review, we have part one where we looked at the thing itself. And we just heard a beautiful, beautiful description of that one power and that one presence. So I'm not going to say anything more about it because it's already in our hearts and in our mind. And then on week two, we looked at the way it works. And we realized and learned that love and law is the power and the presence and that the way it works is through a creative process and that creative process creates from the seed of perfection. And because we are of it, meaning spirit gives all of itself to itself in its creation, and that means each of us, that means that seed of perfection resides within each of us. Now today, we're going to look at the way it works, and that is the creative process. Because remember, we are of spirit. There is nothing outside of spirit, and that means that spirit gives us the power to create. And it gives us the power to create in the very same process that it creates all the universes, the cosmos, the infiniteness of all that is. That same power is our creative power. And we are going to explore that today. Well, I think chapter three is really exciting because I promise you we're not looking at the whole book. We're just looking at chapters one through four. And in here's in chapter three, Ernest Holmes references God or the one power in 25 different ways. And here's just a couple, well, more than a couple ways that he refers to God. Creative energy, divine givingness, divine law, divine wisdom, goodness, immutable law, infinite good, infinite knowingness, infinite unity, mighty mind, principle of intelligence, source, the eternal, the ultimate, the universal, and universal possibility. So with all of those descriptors, know that all of that, we are a part of it because spirit gives of itself to itself fully, freely, and completely. So this is really good news because we're of it and that means that that power, that presence is available to each of us as we move forward in this new year to realize the mighty intentions that we stated in the Golden Bowl ceremony. So this series is absolutely perfect to help us gain that conviction that yes, that possibility is being realized right here, right now. So today in the creative process, there's three things we're going to look at. One, we're going to look at understanding that mental action is definite. It means thought creates 
things. And we're going to explore that process through the analogy of a seed, soil, and plant. Then we're going to look at creating a mold for infinite substance to flow through. So how do we do that? And we're looking at the power of our words. Then we'll look at opening space for new good, and that is the power of right release. And of course, we have a tradition here. Reverend Larry always sends us home with an at-home assignment. We are continuing that with an at-home assignment if you choose to participate. And then we'll anchor today's message with affirmative prayer. So let's get started on understanding that mental action is definite. There is nothing wishy-washy about it. Ernest Holmes says, spirit creates through law. The law is always mind in action. Mind cannot act unless intelligence sets it in motion. In the great universal mind, man is the center of intelligence, and every time he thinks, he sets mind into action. And I apologize for that non-general neutral language, but that's the way it was written at the time. It does mean that all of us women have that same power. A way we can easily understand, yes, um, that creative process is by reflecting on a natural process of a seed planted in soil that produces a plant. The first thing that we know about the seed is that it is perfect as it is. Everything that it needs to blossom into a plant already resides within the seed. So that perfection is the truth of the seed and it is the truth of us. We are created in the image and likeness of our creator. So that seed of perfection resides within. Also, when we choose a thought, that is our thought seed. So for example, in the creative process, the analogy is our thought is like a seed. We are selecting what it is that we want to plant into the soil. Well, what is the soil? Just as seed is planted in fertile soil where it is watered and nourished, our ideas, our thoughts are received by a creative medium that in science of mind, we call the law. And many of us have learned that the law does only one thing. It receives exactly what it is given, and it always says yes. Well, many of us are gardeners, and I know at one time I used, was trying to reclaim three acres. Never once in planting all of those flower gardens did the soil ever stop when I was ready to plant a seed and say, oh, no, 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 not that one. Never did it say, are you sure you want to plant that bulb here? Never. Always the soil received exactly what I was putting into it. And so too, the law of mind receives exactly what we put into it and it says yes and it immediately goes to work to germinate the seed into the form of life it will take. And that produces a plant plant, the seed germinating in the soil grows into this plant, and so too our thoughts through the creative principle of mind unfolds into the form in our life. And in science of mind, we call form or all of these external appearance, appearances a demonstration. 
So a seed planted into the law of mind, the law responds, it says yes, and it produces the form that we are experiencing. Ernest Holmes says the mind must conceive before creative energy can produce. We must supply the avenue through which it can work. It is ready and willing. It is its nature to spring into being through our thought and our action. And so it, it's always there. It's ready to jump into action. It takes our thought, which is the movement in mind, to start that process to create form. So how do we go about creating avenues for infinite substance to flow? Now notice I use the word infinite. There's also limitless, unlimited, because that substance is all that is and it's available to us. So we started at the golden bowl ceremony by stating our intentions. We wrote them down, we spoke them out loud, we had them witnessed and blessed, and we placed them in the golden bowl where they are being prayed over by our practitioners for an entire year. So that is placing that intention, that thought into mind. So action has already started. And so the seed has been chosen and it has been planted. Well, the next process is also very, very important and that is using discernment in the choice of words that we use to speak about that intention. Are we speaking in ways that in create conviction that yes, this is a reality. Yes, it is happening now. Yes, I know it absolutely. Or is it wishy-washy, kind of like, well, gee, I really hope that that intention happens. I'm thinking it might sort of maybe possibly happen, and we sort of vacillate with whatever way the wind is blowing. Well, that is going to get wishy-washy results, and Ernest Holmes tells us we're working with the law, and the law always produces. So the more conviction we have, the quicker the result. Well, I'm emphasizing the importance of words because many of us have um, watched the news or listened to the news and the power of words has become very, very prominent in media coverage based on the res as a result of comments made by the President of the United States. And this past week, Dr. Ken Gordon, the spiritual leader of Centers for Spiritual Living, distributed CSL's official response to remarks made by the President of the United States. And in that official response, he chose words of Reverend Dr. Petra Weldus, who is the uh, senior spiritual leader at Dallas CSL. And she shares why our words are so important. She says, the words we use have a fundamental impact on us and on others. First, our words demonstrate what we really believe. So what we say is telling us what we really believe. Second, our words literally shape our experience as the narrative we tell becomes the filter through which we see the world. And finally, in some fundamental way, our words shape the very fabric of life itself by providing the mental equivalent in consciousness for the universal law to use to shape reality. So three very specific reasons why 
Our words are so powerful, and it's so important to use them with discernment. Dr. Ken Gordon also went on and issued a clarion call for every single one of us in Center for Spiritual Living by stating, let us remember that words do have power. Let us speak the words that model, mold, and demonstrate what we think and believe, thereby living from this deeper spiritual reality, our connection, our oneness, and our love for each other, our global family. Let us call to account ourselves, our friends and colleagues, our communities, and our leaders for the words that are used. In this way, we call to account the beliefs and thinking these words demonstrate and the world they represent. And in this way, we go forward in Centers for Spiritual Living to create a world that works for everyone. So our words matter. Our words help move us forward in the direction of a very specific reality. And so let, that moves us to my third and final point, and that is we must open up space for new good if we want more good in our lives. And I call this developing the skill of right release. Ernest Holmes tells us it's necessary that we release all thoughts and things that clutter up our lives. Now, I just have to ask, how many of us have clothes in our closet that maybe we haven't worn for several years? Maybe they don't fit anymore because either they're too big or they're too small, but we keep thinking we're going to fit back into them. Or maybe they're worn out, but we just can't part with it. Or maybe we have a drawer full of t-shirts that say, wish you were here, I was there. <laughs> the thing of it is, is are we using that? And if not, for what reason is it cluttering up space? Because new good cannot flow into cluttered, crowded space. And that means in our mind, it means in our body, and it means in our physical environment. And in terms of cleaning out space, one of the things I'm encouraging each of us to do is to build the skill of saying no to that which does not move us in the direction of our intention. And I'll give you a very specific example. When I was in North Carolina and had a consulting practice, I wrote for an online journal called North Carolina Journal for Women. And I had the privilege of writing many of the cover stories. And I interviewed women who had broken the glass ceiling throughout North Carolina. For example, I interviewed the first woman who was elected a US Senator from North Carolina. I uh, interviewed the first woman who was ever elected as Lieutenant Governor who went on to become the first woman ever elected governor. I interviewed the first woman who was ever elected chief of the Eastern Band of the Cherokee Nation. Another woman I interviewed was hired as the first woman executive director of the North Carolina School for the Deaf in its 100-year history. It took 100 years before they hired a woman executive director. Well, this past week, the previous publisher and editor of that journal contacted me and asked me if I would be willing to partner with her and 
do a follow-up series, where are they today? And as attempting as it was, because that was a really, really fun time in my life, meeting all of these women and hearing their leadership stories, and I really wanted to say yes, and I went, does this move me towards my intention of becoming a minister and a master truth teacher? And I had to say no. It's interesting, it's fun, it would, you know, put me in the line of meeting a lot of different people, but in terms of actually finishing ministerial school and moving forward to advance Portland Center for Spiritual Living's ability to be an official CSL um, distance education provider, it doesn't move me in that direction. So I said no. Now the instant I said no, there was within me a sense of freedom because there's Space. And in that space, spirit can rush in to bring me the right resources at the right time to advance me one more step. And that's all we have to do is take one more step. But if we have cluttered, crowded lives, we're moving in all kinds of different directions. With a clear focus, we eliminate the clutter and spirit rushes us in, just rushes in and guides us one step at a time. So this is uh, a suggested at-home activity this week. It's twofold. First, let's all be mindful of the words that we choose to speak and to speak words with discernment. Be sure that they are uplifting and that they are life affirming, that they are moving us in the direction of our stated intention, that they are continuing to foster and to nurture that principle of oneness. And second, I encourage each of us to enhance our skill of right release, learn to say no graciously to that which does not move us in the direction of our dream. And I'll even share a line to help you say no. I learned this from a woman in North Carolina. She said, Marilyn, she said, thank the person. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I really believe in your project. At this time, I don't believe I would be able to dedicate the amount of time that it would take to do the job that I would like to do for you. You've just uplifted that person you validated their project, and you've stepped right out of it and made space for someone else who it may be their job to do that. It might be right for that person to do it, but if it's not moving us in the direction of our intention, it is not ours to do. So let us learn to say no to external influences and to say yes to our heartfelt intentions. So let's quickly summarize. The way it works is through the creative process, and we use the analogy of a seed, the soil, and the plant. Our thoughts are the seed. They, it's movement of the mind that is received by the law, and it produces form. The words that we use shape the fabric of our life itself. It, the words form avenues and then substance flows in and takes on the character of that avenue. An infinite substance cannot flow in crowded, 
overcluttered spaces. So let's clean up our minds, let's clean up our bodies, let's clean up our physical environments and allow spirit, that infinite substance to flow so that we can continue to move one step, one step, one step towards our stated heartfelt intention. Let us go forth with absolute conviction that spirit is our silent partner and spirit is at work to help us realize our dreams. So let us pray. Oh, deep breath of life, that infinite substance. Let us breathe it in and just exhale it. Feels so good. Feel that freedom of movement in through and as our body. And so there is one power. There is one presence. In our music, we heard many, many names for this power. But it is the one power and it is the one presence. It is spirit and it is all that is. And it chooses to give of itself fully, freely, continuously as its creation. Nothing held back. This is love, and the fulfillment of love is through the law. And so therefore, I know that in this creation, I am of it, for there is nothing outside of the one. And so my life is of this infinite substance, this absolute love and law. And as I know this to be the truth of my life, I know it to be the truth of each person here. Each person is at the very core of their being, that seed of perfection. And each life is an individualized expression of the one. So I claim and affirm and I speak my word for and about each person here today that the mighty, mighty intention set for 2018, there is an absolute belief that yes, spirit is a silent partner at work assisting to realize that intention that there is a willingness to open the heart and to open the mind, to use discernment in the words that are spoken. And the words that are spoken are life-affirming, life-giving, and absolutely convey the belief in oneness, the belief we are all of the one source and one substance. And there is an absolute willingness to declutter our minds, our hearts, our physical environment, to create space for that new good to flow freely, that infinite substance that is available. There is freedom in saying no to that which is not ours to do. And there is absolute self-love being expressed in saying yes to our heartfelt intentions. And so knowing that spirit is all there is, that the law is at work receiving thoughts, moving it into form, it is good, it is very good. And I release these words into the action and activity of that law. That law that is the eternal servant of spirit, it always says yes, It is saying yes right here, right now. With absolute conviction and firmament of mind, let us say together, 
and so it is. Thank you for being here. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.